baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Did Maria just say 70 degrees? It's the, as she laughs walking out the door. It's the first day of summer. It's the summer solstice. And I'm not sweating my head off. Among other things, but this is a family program. Hello, everyone. Welcome. 806 in the evening. I'm George Sells. KMOX at your service for the next three hours. Coming at you until 11 o'clock tonight. Plenty to talk about. Today is Prime Day. If you're an Amazon fan, have you gone out and found any good bargains yet? Guys, anybody? I'm, I'm checking with the crew in here. I'm going to get a big shake of the head from Nathan. They're shopping to be done online, apparently. We're going to find out if that's all it really is made up to be or not. Talk, talk about that in a little while. What are you doing with your time off this summer? Are you traveling? Because a lot of people are, and a lot of people are also coming to St. Louis. We're going to have the head marketing guy for Explore St. Louis telling us some of the hidden gems out there for us if we're doing the staycation this summer. And also coming up at the end of the hour, one of the city's most famous chefs, one of the region's most famous chefs. Well, guess what he's going to be doing? He's going to be handling the food at the new St. Louis City Soccer Club Stadium. So the burnt hot dog on the roller like you get at the uh, convenience store is not going to be the norm. We're stepping it up in the soccer world. We're going to have that coming up for you later on in the hour. But first, we're going to start with the, your taxes. Remember tax day? It was only, they, they made it later this year. It was May 15th instead of April 15th. A lot of people got their taxes in by April 15th. And you know what? They still haven't gotten tax returns. Many of them. I suspect you might be one of those people wondering where in the world the tax return is. And that is why... We went ahead and made a call. Got Amy Kuntz on the line from Reuben Brown to talk to us a little bit about what in the devil is going on with these tax returns. Amy, thanks for joining us on KMOX. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Amy, are you getting a lot of calls? Because I'm this may be apocryphal, but I'm hearing it from a lot of people that they expected to have money in their account a long time ago, and it's just not showing up. You know. It's kind of, it's not very consistent, to be honest. We have several clients that uh, are getting their refunds right away and several that just aren't for, you know, various reasons that we can't figure out and some that, you know, do fall in line with what the IRS um, said to expect. So it's just, it's not very consistent, to be quite honest. Well, tell me, what, what did the IRS tell you guys? What did they say to expect to begin with? So normally... They say that if you e-file, which is highly recommended, you know, over paper filing, if you e-file, you're going to get your uh, refund within 21 days. Now, that doesn't take into account any time for your bank, you know, to process it or what have you. But 21 days generally, it's going to take longer than that, though, uh, if you file on a paper return, just because of the nature of, you know, the, their systems are more equipped to handle the e-filing more quickly. So paper will take longer. Um, but, yeah, 21 days normally. And, 
you know, in normal years, there are a few, a few reasons why you might, you know, not get your refund right away. You know, if you have an error or, you know, there's been a lot of identity theft, if that happened to you, that's going to mess things up for a while. But this year, you know, there has been just so, so much of the IRS, you know, has going on that there's additional reasons why people are seeing these delays. And I guess some of that has been all of the different stimulus programs and also uh, some people were getting laid off at some point, brought back. I assume yeah. these are all the things that yeah. you're kind of seeing. For sure. I mean, COVID was hard on everybody and the IRS didn't escape it. You know, they they shut down offices, too, just like a lot of businesses did. So they saw a huge backlog in processing all sorts of things. And so they're just getting their feet under them, uh, you know, dealing with that. And then on top of that, you know, whenever Congress makes these big changes or any change, a lot of times it affects the tax code. And then, you know, the IRS is the one who has to implement all of that and the software companies. Um, you know, have to make all those changes. It's a, just because Congress, you know, writes it into law. It's just it's not done there. There's so much that has to be done so quickly this year because they did changes. They even made some retroactive changes. So I mean, the IRS and the software companies are just trying to to keep up with everything that they had to do to implement these, you know, that are great programs for people that are helping people. But you know, just the administrative side of things takes a takes a lot. You know, and the IRS is just Natural, you know, they're they're underfunded and understaffed as it is. So this was a very difficult task for them to do with the stimulus payments. We have the child tax credit, you know, payments coming up as well in July. That's a whole new thing for them to take on. So they they just have a lot going on too. Well, Amy, I've got to tell you, you are a kind soul. I can't remember the last time <laughs> I heard anybody so vociferously defend the Internal Revenue Service. <laughs> You know, my sister actually, I shouldn't say that, but I have a family member who works, you know, for the IRS. I know they're working hard. They, I mean, we work hard. You guys are working hard. You know, everyone's working hard. I know that they're working just as hard as we are. They're doing the best they can. That's not to say they're, I think the the commissioner actually said it this way. He said, uh, you know, we're not, we're doing the best we can. That doesn't mean we're doing well, but we're doing the best we can, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're all doing. And, you know, that's not to say they're, they're free from fault, but they are very underfunded and uh, understaffed and just doing the best they can with all the stuff that they've had to, to do for everybody. Okay. So final question. I've got a friend who's actually in this boat, uh, filed electronically sometime in April and hasn't, has some money coming back. Hasn't seen anything yet now. And we're sitting here in late June. What, if anything, can that person do? <laughs> So, well, this person, I don't, I don't know if they filed electronically or on paper, but everybody who filed can... It was an e-file. They e-filed? Yeah. Well, okay. Have they gone... So everyone who's in this boat should go to irs.gov forward slash refunds. It's a great tool. There's a great, um, you know, resource. irs.gov is a great resource in general, but this, where's my refund? You know, because everyone, that's the question they kept getting on the phones. Where's my refund? Where's my refund? So they made a website dedicated to where's my refund. You have to type in, you know, a few personal informations, um, you know, in your refund amount, and then you can check on the status of your own return. And then after, if it's been over 21 days, they say at that time, you can call the IRS. Otherwise, before then, they don't have any more information than that site has. So I would recommend that your friend call uh, or look at this website, see what's going on, um, see if they can see anything on irs.gov, then give the IRS a call um, from there. And if they still can't get um, a hold of anybody, call the, the IRS advocate or a tax professional to get some help. 
All righty. Amy Kuntz from Ruben Brown, thank you so much for joining us tonight on KMLX. Thank you. Bye. All right. KMLX News Time is 814. Earning St. Louis's trust for 96 years. This is KMOX. Eight eighteen KMOX at your service. I'm George Sells, and with you until eleven o'clock, filling that space and time that would usually involve the St. Louis Cardinals. Boys are taking a break tonight. We're hoping that break will turn into some kind of good winning karma. I'm starting to worry that I'm bad luck or something because last time I was in here, they were in the middle of a losing streak and I was saying the same thing. Okay, they're off. Maybe things will be better. I was thinking about the other day, that scene from Bull Durham when they turned on the sprinklers at the baseball field to force a rain out. And I was wondering if maybe the Cardinals had been hanging around the the stadium in Atlanta the other day when they got that rain out on Saturday. Of course, then I saw the video from the storm that went through there, and it was a lot more than a sprinkler. But anyway, our best to the Cardinals. Hope you boys are feeling good in Detroit, and uh, we'll, they'll be back here tomorrow night in this time slot. So today, first day of summer, and it is also pr- Amazon Prime Day. So my question to you is, have you been out shopping? Are you out online buying stuff, getting great deals? Did you even know it was Prime Day? Do you even know what Prime Day is? These are questions that can all be answered in a wide variety of ways, depending on who you're talking to. So we went to one of the experts, Rebecca Gramuglia from TopCashBack.com, joining us now live. Rebecca, thanks for being with us on KMOX. Thanks so much for having me on, George. Anytime. So tell me, first of all, just the basics of Prime Day. This is something Amazon basically invented. This is kind of like Hallmark coming up with Secretary's Day, isn't it? Um, Yeah, so Amazon did invent Prime Day. Uh, It started about six years ago, I believe, um, to celebrate their uh, 20th anniversary. And here we are six years later, still shopping. I mean, summer is the season of sales. There are so many. You have Memorial Day, 4th of July, Black Friday in July, which usually also coincides with Prime Day. But now we're here, first day of summer in June, celebrating it. Um, Labor Day, back to school, end of summer, so many sales. So it's a great time to... uh, to shop and score some deals. So tell me, what, what's good out there? What, yeah, I'm sure you've been nosing around much of the day. What is really good on Amazon? What are the crazy deals that you were like, I have to get this? Sure. So I think when you're shopping on Amazon um, on you know Prime Day, I always look to see how the Amazon branded products are doing. And the devices are and like Echo Dot, um, the Fire Sticks, um, tablets and things like that are up to 50% off, which is definitely a good deal, um, comparable to, you know, around the holidays, around Black Friday in November. So I think that that's always a strong starting point when you are maybe new to Amazon Prime Day is looking at, you know, what first off, what do you need? Do you need anything? Do you want to shop? What are you looking for? And I think um, when it comes to Amazon, their branded products are where you're going to find um, really great deals. Um, and, you know, other stores are really getting in on the fun as well. Yeah, I'm looking here at a ring doorbell for 55% off. That certainly is not uh, too shabby a deal. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, from what I've seen in, in looking around, that because it, I'm, I'm sure because Amazon is so big, uh, they have basically forced the hand of other retailers to take part. Yeah, we are seeing um, lots of other retailers uh, take part in the sales. I mean, Like I said, summer is really the season of sales, and we are seeing uh, lots of other stores join in and realizing that, 
you know, maybe while the holidays might be a busy season, the summer can be a busy season if we want to, if they want to, uh, you know, have some really great sales out there. It's kind of like they, they have that online day in China, and you'll forgive me, I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but you know what I'm talking about, the one that they have with kind of their version of eBay uh, that's about Singles people's Day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Singles Day, yep. Mm-hmm. Singles Day. In uh, November, yep. And so them doing this, is this kind of like uh, Jeff Bezos seeing that going on and wanting his cut of the action? I am not sure on that one, but, uh, you know, I think when – there is a good sale. People are going to take notice and want to stock up, and people really love good deals. So I think that's a great way to get people to, whether it's Amazon or another store, um, and especially, you know, if people are stocking up for back to school or they want to get an early jump start on holiday shopping, we at, um, we at TopCashback.com actually found that 50% of Americans uh, spending increases in the summer. So, again, so many things to buy items for and maybe you know previously weren't as many sales um, but now there are so many whether it is prime day or another sale at a different you know department store or something like that but um, I think people want in on the sales and the fun and the shopping. (laughs) Is it striking you that uh, there's more pent-up demand this year just because through the pandemic a lot of people weren't spending as much money and in some cases saving money? Yeah, so I think so. Um, we actually also found that 76% of Americans uh, find that uh, spend, saving money has become more of a priority that in this past year. And I believe Amazon Prime Day was in the fall of 2020 instead of the usual summer. So I think, um, you know, while it's uh, a little bit less than a calendar year away, people are really looking forward to filling up their calendar with plans again and buying things and Kids are going back to school and need products, devices, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, for sure. Okay, so tell me this. It's your job to be on top of all this stuff. How much money do you end up spending on a day like this? How much stuff have you bought today? (laughs) Well, I mean, I am definitely looking at the deals, being mindful of what I need. um, And, you know, I think... I'm not going to say, but I like to make sure that I'm saving a lot and comparing prices everywhere before any purchase is made, and that's that goes beyond today. Um, any, I mean, I know cool item, again. Though? Any cool items that you got? Just tell one cool thing that you love. Uh, I haven't purchased, personally purchased anything yet, um, but I have my eye on some things. Um, but nothing yet. <laughs> okay. I was putting you on the spot completely. Now, Prime Day is more than a day, correct? We have mm-hmm. tomorrow also. How does yep. that work? Yep. So tomorrow, June 22nd, uh, will also be the second day of Prime Day. Um, and, yeah, the sales will continue um, as well as at other stores, too. So there is still some time to score great deals. I mean, as you'll see on the Amazon website, there are – deals that are still going on they say ends in two days there's also lightning deals that happen for a limited time so if you are looking for something specific be on your phone or your computer and do your research because you know meanwhile you might be looking at a product on amazon but it could be cheaper somewhere else so always keep that in mind when you are shopping a major sale season like this Okay, so according to the Amazon website, you have 29 hours, 33 minutes, and 58 seconds left to find the deal of the century, or as my Aunt Judy in Atlanta always says, it's time to go broke saving money. 
on Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> Rebecca Gramuglia from TopCashBack.com. Top Thank you so much for joining us on Camelax. Thank you so much for having me on. And that clock continues to tick if you want to get out there shopping. KMOX is the place. 827 is the time. We'll be back in a moment. Cardinals baseball Tuesday night as they take on the Tigers in Detroit. You can hear it here. Ammon pregame show 515. First pitch 610 on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. And we're back, KMOX, at your service on a Monday night, sitting in for the Cardinals, who clearly need some sort of a break, and they're getting it. Hope that goes well. And now we want to talk a little bit about how you're going to take your break as you move into the summer. It feels like a post-COVID time. A lot of people are getting back to going out of town, some maybe not so comfortable, some want to stay close. A lot of different things going on. Tough to predict the whole travel situation. So we're going to check in with Brian Hall from Explore St. Louis to tell us exactly what's going on here. Brian, thanks and welcome to KMOX. Hey, good evening, George. Great to be with you. Listen, you're the guy who is trying to woo people to come here, but I assume you're also seeing people who are leaving town or some of the trends as far as people who are traveling longer distance. What are the things that are starting to jump out at you as we get into this summer travel season, sort of post-COVID? Well, first and foremost, uh, at the beginning of the recovery, which I would peg, uh, based on what I've seen from a data standpoint, uh, it began with spring break. So beginning with spring break, we saw the nascent return of uh, leisure travel, and it's just picked up impressively since that point. And i got to tell you, George, staycations are a thing. People are choosing to vacation close to home. So St. Louisans are in a very important market to us right now. They're checking into hotels. They're uh, enjoying the world-class attractions throughout the community. And the tourism uh, uh, picture here and outlook in St. Louis is increasingly better every day that passes. We're seeing more and more momentum. Is it tough to predict, particularly with staycations, because you don't get as much of the hotel thing, but you'll get people, maybe you'll see an uptick at the at the wheel, or you'll see an uptick at the aquarium, or at the Blues Museum, places like that, but is it tough to predict those sorts of things when not everybody's traveling still? It is. It's really difficult to predict from one week to the next, but some things are certain. For example... Uh, when the Cubs were in town, Chicagoans came out in a big way, as did St. Louisans, because we ran over that over the course of that weekend from a hotel occupancy perspective. We were in the mid-80s and through the entire metro area. That's 40,000 hotel rooms, 85% of which were occupied, uh, which obviously is really good for business. Uh, but demand is, is uh, being stimulated uh, and realized very late, like three, four days out. If the weather is good and there's some cool things that people are looking forward to enjoying in the community, the demand uh, is, is materialized. Uh, likewise, when things get a little bit hot, maybe things slow down a little bit from a hotel and an attraction perspective. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're very optimistic in reference to the outlook for the summer. We think that with kids out of school now, George, we're going to see midweek activities start to return. Because i got to tell you, one of the things that we've been witness to uh, in this recovery is that business travel has been slow to return. 
Whereas leisure travel, they've got money, they've got pent-up demand, they've got the energy to travel, they're coming out. So having seven days a week where people can uh, uh, come in, either you know being a staycation or coming in from outside of the community is going to help lots. Now, we've got the old standbys. Obviously, the Cardinals are a big draw every summer, the zoo, uh, Forest Park, the Muni, things like that. But we've also had a few new things that have opened up or were in the process of opening up when COVID-19 hit. Uh, things like the Foundry, uh, the Blues Museum has been open for a while, but it's still a fairly new player in the game. What are the things that you guys are are really hoping to see take off this summer that you're trying to draw people in with that maybe don't fall into the old standby category? Sure. I mean, Ballpark Village, you know, obviously it opened the first phase in 2014, uh, but no one saw the second phase that opened uh, last year during the pandemic. So a lot of folks are coming out and enjoying all of the new assets uh, from a tourism standpoint that exist in downtown St. Louis at Ballpark Village, right adjacent to uh, Bush Stadium. And then you've got Union Station, and uh, you mentioned the wheel and the aquarium a minute ago. Uh, yeah. Killing it right now. They're doing wonderfully well. And and the Union Station complex has become an entertainment destination unto itself. City Museum, a constant communication with the folks over at City Museum, uh, they're seeing a real uptick uh, in, in demand. And then we have Six Flags in Eureka that just celebrated their 50th anniversary and, uh, uh, and just a real icon of family travel here in St. Louis. And, uh, and they are reporting uh, strong results. So uh, we've got just such a wonderful world-class lineup of attractions in this community, and so many of them are free or very inexpensive uh, for people to, uh, to enjoy. So the prognosis right now uh, is very good for recovery. I argue that the, the tourism product in our community has never been better than it is right now. Now, you mentioned things that are affordable. I will go to the contrast of that point. My family and I went to Disney last week, which it's the most expensive day day you'll ever spend in your life, I think. And had a ball, and there were a lot of people down there. There were a lot of people in the airport, a lot of people on flights. Are you seeing, as, as you kind of watch over what the airlines are doing and that sort of thing, is it looking like people are pretty much we're done with this and we're hopping on a plane and we're not going to worry about it anymore. Is that kind of the, the take you're you getting? bet. In a word, absolutely. It is definitely happening. Uh, the employments at, uh, at STL are, uh, are increasingly back to levels that, uh, that we last saw in 2019. I get daily reports from uh, the executive director of the airport uh, in reference to their TSA throughput as they measure it. Uh, so people are back and they're back in a big way. And what we're, uh, finding right now is that uh, uh, the air uh, airlines are reporting uh, uh, heavy levels of occupancy and uh, and sales and uh, a lot of from an anecdotal standpoint a lot of my friends and colleagues that are traveling leaving the community or coming back in are reporting full flights so uh, you know definitely people are traveling by air and interestingly to that point our number one feeder market, other than St. Louis and St. Louis Inns, is Chicago. And so a lot of folks are coming in from Chicago, and we know that we have a ton of lift connecting St. Louis with Chicago. And another market that's really uh, up and coming uh, very impressively is Denver. And there's some fantastic deals that Southwest right now is offering of, to folks in Denver to come to St. Louis. And you know what? They are number six feeder market right now.
That's really interesting. What about you? Any big vacation plans? I'm going to do a staycation. I'm always in the mood uh, to uh, to have a St. Louis experience, and uh, so I make my way throughout the community. I love the neighborhoods. Uh, I love the history and culture of this region. I can't wait until September, where Grand Center is going to uh, be offering for the first time in its history music at the intersection. Um, it's going to be a fantastic weekend's worth of activity, uh, really focused on. St. Louis Sound. Uh, so that'll be something really to look forward to as far as planning a, uh, a trip in your own backyard. A lot of ways to have fun coming up this summer. Brian Hall from Explore St. Louis. Thanks for joining us here on KMOX. You bet. Thank you, George. Have a good evening. And as I had said earlier, made the trip to Disney last week. If you are planning on traveling this summer, if you're planning on getting out of town, if you've got the Disney parks in your head, there will be a lot of people with you because they are already out. That place was Pretty well packed to the gills. Same with Universal Studios. Rode a lot of roller coasters that I didn't really want to ride, but my children made me because they humiliated me and guilted me into it. But this is what we do when we're parents, right? But uh, yeah, Disney is already crammed and summer's just getting underway. So that that place, the beaches I heard were pretty heavy too. So uh, people are definitely getting back to normal when it comes to their travel plans. 841 right now on KMOX, and coming up next in the next few minutes, one of our best-known chefs here in town, Gerard Kraft. You know him from Niche, Brasserie Niche, Pastoria, so many great places. I'm leaving some out. You know him from being a James Beard Award winner. Well, what does somebody with all of these foodie credentials have in common with the food you pick up at a concession stand at a sporting event. The answer to that question is about to be a lot. We'll have that coming up next. Trusted information, live and local. From the award-winning KMOX Newsroom. And we're back, KMOX, at your service on a Monday night. Time to talk a little bit about the future of sports in our city and the future of the things that go so well with sports. Of course, St. Louis City soccer has been on a lot of folks' mind. And then the food. What's the food going to be like in the stadium? Well, they have hired a flavor officer, a man we know and love from many of the best restaurants in St. Louis, from Brasserie Niche to Pastoria. Gerard Kraft, the new St. Louis City SC flavor officer, is on the line. Gerard, how are you? Great. How are you? Doing great, doing great, and looking more forward than ever to the <laughs> opening of this stadium because I think so many people associate stadium food with uh, a bad hot dog and a dry pretzel. <laughs> so what got you involved in this? Uh, so, you know, about three years ago when they were talking about uh, uh, bringing a team to St. Louis, I reached out to the ownership group and just expressed my interest in in kind of bringing another dimension to a stadium and you know i had seen a couple little glimpses of some stadiums doing cool things and just said that i had a lot of interest in in bringing more to the game day experience than than just the sport itself and so how do you do this how do you approach stadium food from the point of view of somebody who is you know, a culinary giant and not a, and not a burger flipper. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like we're we're definitely gonna have some some burgers in there too. Uh, but I, you know, I think that the everybody's idea of simple food is different. And, you know, in, in America, you know, it has kind of been just thought that hot dogs and burgers were our simple food, but, but, you know, uh, America is really a melting pot of, of so many different cultures and St. Louis especially, uh, is so diverse and the, uh, soccer fan base is very diverse. And so, you know, being able to, to identify different, different cultures and their simple foods and finding partners that they can bring that experience to game day is a huge priority for, for both myself and, and the team and ownership group. Now you've started looking around. You've already got a little bit of a roster of other restaurants in the St. Louis area that you're hoping to contribute. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, you know, I think that, that we're letting the fans do this work. And so uh, we've set up a website. It is uh, stlcitysc.com forward slash flavor, where people can nominate their favorite restaurants. And what we're really looking for, you know, is not just your favorite uh, hot dog uh, or, or burger. We're looking for, for people to say, these are my favorite restaurants that we don't think you've heard of. And we want to see them represented on on game day and so then we're going to take that list which we already have i think three thousand submissions and i'm going to spend the next year eating my way through uh st louis so i'm really hoping to train with the soccer team Um, (laughs) you know because it's going to be a lot of food I was going to say, as far as the research goes, this sounds difficult. You've got St. Louis, yeah. and then do you do you intend to check out some of like the English Premier League, or uh, I guess the Italian league would a good would be a good place to try out? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, you know, fortunately, I've gotten to do some some outside research in my life, and um, you know, I'm definitely you know traveling a little within the U.S. to to the different stadiums. But I think what we're trying to do here is so unique and so new that it doesn't really exist outside of outside of what this is going to be. And I think that's the fun part is that we really get to kind of create something new. And uh, the ownership's been so great about uh, pushing this idea and standing behind uh, doing everything that's needed to be done to this point to make this actually possible, which in a lot of stadiums, it's really not. And you're also going to have a spot for up-and-comers. I saw that. Yep. So there will definitely be some stands that are kind of rotating for, you know, rising stars and, uh, you know, kind of people to watch and kind of a, a way of, you know, giving a podium to to up-and-comers and, and uh, giving them a shout-out and letting them kind of show their stuff to, to, uh, to all of St. Louis in one day. Tell me this: Were you a soccer guy before all this started? I'm uh, not a huge soccer guy, actually. And uh, and and through this all, you know, so now it's been a couple of years. I've I've actually started to really get into soccer and and love watching. It's such an exciting sport. Um, but you know, I'm more of a, a food guy. <laughs> and, you know, I I uh, haven't had a ton of time to to do a lot of recreation. Uh, but I'm but I'm really loving this experience. And while we've got you on the line, just very quickly, of course, 
things seem to be finally getting getting in the rearview mirror as far as COVID nineteen goes. How are your how are your restaurants and your employees? How is everybody doing as we start to get things ramped up to some semblance of normalcy? Uh, you know, it's still so not normal, uh, unfortunately, in the in the restaurant world because you know things things have changed. Number one, I mean, everybody in the restaurant industry is exhausted. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I, this is more of just an awareness thing and, uh, you know, I hope you're all nice to your, uh, servers and, and, uh, and, uh, cooks at all your neighborhood restaurants, because, you know, uh, we never really all got a break. So we've all been kind of dodging and weaving through all of this. Um, it's nice to be back up and busy and stuff, but, uh, but it's definitely, you know, a full wave of new, new things to navigate and uh yeah so it's 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 still going for us in some way or another but so, so everybody needs to get busier so everybody needs to get out and eat and be sure to take good care of your servers no matter yep. where you go meanwhile gerard Kraft will be eating his way through st louis for the next year and a half we'll cut we'll contact weight watchers for you at the end if you want thank you thank you <laughs> i may need it now already thank you so much for joining us here on kmox Thank you for having me. And that website that he mentioned, I have got that on my Twitter feed. It is at George Sells on Twitter. If you would like to hear about that website where you can nominate your favorite haunt here in St. Louis as one of the tastes that needs to be a part of St. Louis City soccer. That's a lot to look forward to. It's going to be some really good food at those soccer matches. This is going to up the ante for the Cardinals. I hope they're paying attention over there at Bush Stadium. They've got some good stuff there, too, but this... uh, this could definitely be a challenge. It's 8.53 here at KMOX. Coming up in the next hour, can you be required to have a COVID vaccine to go to work? The answer is yes. And it is already happening at some very large employers here in St. Louis. Another place across the river in Illinois, a biggie, announced today that they're going to be doing the same thing. And this is going to probably be the next battleground between folks who want the vac- think you should get the vaccine and folks who don't, folks who don't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason. Uh, the next battle between those two sets of people is probably going to be on this frontier. It is going to be at, in the workplace because a lot of businesses think, you know what, if we don't make everybody do it, we're going to have lots of people getting sick, we're going to ruin our productivity, and it's just not going to fly. So there's going to be a lot of debate about that coming up in the next few months, I can just about guarantee. Another sort of spinoff of COVID-19 is something you'll see in your local restaurants and other places, other places of business. You can't find enough employees. I'm in a restaurant the other night in St. Louis County, and the sign says, if you're waiting and you see empty tables, we apologize, but we don't have enough people to wait on all of them. I'll tell you what restaurant that was, and it's one of many going through the same thing. We're going to talk to somebody from there. And also, we're going to bring back our friend Kevin Wheeler. Kevin is going to join us to talk about a Supreme Court ruling today. Did you hear about this? Basically, the whole thing with the NCAA saying that you can't pay college athletes, they're amateurs. Well, the Supreme Court may have thrown a wrench in that. It's 8.55. I'm George Sells. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.